How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. I'd like to know where Lou Holtz is right now. We're not hosting an intergalactic kegger down here. College football! Still fist pumping, don't care. It's 9 o'clock. Nick Eatman joining us at 920. Fist hour, baby. Crosstalk with the KNC Masterpiece coming up at 940. But now, it is time for one of my favorite segments, if not my favorite segment of the entire year or the entire week. I was going to say the year. Just in general, the college kegger is my favorite segment. There are two, three, four games today, including a former Big 12 rivalry, Texas A&M and Oklahoma State. Uh, in the Tax Acts, Tax Act Texas Bowl down in Houston, AM, Oklahoma State, 8 o'clock on ESPN, Virginia Tech, Tulane, Carolina, West Virginia, Louisville, and USC in the Holiday Bowl, the DirecTV Holiday Bowl played in. Uh, the DirecTV Holiday Bowl is played in uh, uh, the Cayman San Islands. Diego. Yep. That's San what I, that was. Diego. That was my next guest there. Yes, absolutely. By the way, RC Slocum's going to need to have those boys ready to play if they want to. If they want to wrangle Thurman mm-hmm. Thomas. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so A and M A Oak State uh, tonight uh, at eight o'clock. But there's a lot to get to in college football. Uh, the Cotton Bowl is Ohio State and Missouri. All right. Now this. Well, co- find out. We'll find out. We'll find out. Missouri, Missouri legend, Mickey Spagnola. Yeah, there's there's quite a bit of Missouri stuff. Brad uh, Sham. Brad Sham. That's Mac on Engle. Kevin yeah. Gray. Now, uh, <laughs> that game is on Friday. All right. That game is on Friday, the 29th. That's a, it's a New Year's Six Bowl. Um, although it's not on New Year's, but it is a New Year's Six Bowl. And number nine, Missouri. And number seven, Ohio State. Ohio State's a two-and-a-half point favorite. Boy, I am going to tell you right now, load up on Missouri plus a two-and-a-half. But Ohio State doesn't know geography. What kind of climate do you think we're in? What would you describe North Texas? A very social sensitive one. Um, There's a lot of words you can't say anymore. Weather, climate. Oh, um, here in Texas, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's hot often. Hot. But what would you say? Tropical? Is it uh, uh, Great Plains? The desert? Is it subtropical? What would you say it is? Uh, yes, all of that, all right. depending on the hour. Okay. Depending <laughs> on what Delcus tells me. Again, you're not wrong. But Ohio State posts on social media. So the, the Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic posts the arrival of Ohio State football to North Texas for the 88th Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic. Hashtag like no other. Hashtag go Bucks. 
Ohio State. Look at that tweet. Arrived for the showdown in the dessert. There's two things wrong with that. <laughs> with a cowboy hat emoji. Dessert is spelled with two S's. Desert is spelled with one. Yeah. Are we a desert? No, we're not. Um, in fact, it's been, By the way, raining. They, they, it's been raining a lot lately. They, they, they edited that tweet to arrive for the showdown in the desert. Okay. And then they edited it again. And they capitalized desert. Oh, my gosh. You guys need to just own whatever mistake you've made. You're making it worse. <laughs> now, they've since deleted this tweet. It's uh, it's all deleted. Boy, Ohio State recruits really well down here, too. Of course they do. And, they recruit well everywhere. Yeah, but, I mean, this is uh, this is Ryan Day. I, I blame that on Ryan Day. You blame that on Ryan Day? Yep, 100%. Is he a Just for Men beard dye guy? Oh, yeah. Think so? Yes. That's no, true, that's right? natural. No way. It's yeah, like, yeah. it's it jet black. That's it a looks lumberjack like, guy. No, yeah. his face looks like Uncle Jesse's hair. You think he's a lumberjack? I you think, think he's he a bounty he's guy? He's a unit, man. He's a, yeah? big, he's a unit, yeah. Is he? Yeah. We, I think so. Dan Campbell's a unit. Are we talking Ryan Day in the same category? I think so. With the, with the facial hair, the beard, his beard is, I mean, if you want a beard, you want his beard. You want Ryan Day's So you think you, you, you've got him in the Marlboro Man category. Uh, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah, I do. Bro, no, he, like, I'm looking at pictures of him right now. That's he, a, that, that's that a, that's is a, a just a for men. That's paint. That's paint. His shoulders? Oh, it yeah. looks so natural, no one can tell with just for men gel. That's how Ryan Day thinks. But, man, no, look, like, you can see the, the age on his face. I'm getting gray. I'm getting gray, like, significantly here. It's starting to come in on my sideburns. Dude, I found it on my chest hair. Four of them the other day. So Ryan Day, definitely, because he looks, I don't know, how old's Ryan Day? 50? I, I, I don't know. I don't know Ryan Day's age. Um, Peyton, you seem obsessed with him. What's his age? Uh, 53. 44. Oh. It's my you, age. You've got gray. Yeah, I've got gray in the uh, on the goatee part on the, on the goatee part of my beard. So the chin part. Uh, that's why I've got some gray. Maybe a little bit of salt and pepper uh, elsewhere, but I, I don't mind I don't mind the gray. I don't just for a minute. That's for dang sure. Ryan Day, 100% paints on that beard. There, to me, there is no doubt, but that's a blunder. That's pretty bad. They, we are not in a desert, and we are not dessert either. Um, so there you go. <laughs> uh, Derek Holland weighing in on texting us. Not a fan of Ryan Day. Of course, he is a Michigan guy. Uh, you want Deion Sanders? You want, or you want the biggest, the biggest D bag in college sports as a coach? So my options are Dion or Dion. Stop it. Okay, sorry. Uh, let's go. Uh, let's go. The biggest D bag in right. sports because I'm curious uh, who you're going to say. This is new Indiana coach, former James Madison coach Kurt Sinetti, and he was. T- <laughs> so obviously, last week was uh, National Signing Day, the early signing period. Yep. So after the, you know the end of the week or the weekend, he did his little press conference, wrapping up all the signings that they had, and uh, old Kurt uh, was was talking to a reporter and being asked about. You know, how you convince players to come to Indiana. Indiana, not exactly Ohio State or Michigan. Listen to this tool bag. Uh, when it comes to that culture you were just talking about, uh, you know, meshing the recruits you're, you're getting and, and some of the guys you kept, uh, where does that process start? I mean, what, 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 what do you mean? I don't get the question. Well, when you recruit them, you know, how do you sell your vision of your culture? I mean, what, what's the who are you talking about? The high school guys, the transfers, who? All of the above. I mean, how, how do you? Is there a it's win? pretty. Yeah, it's pretty simple. I win. Google me. Oh. <laughs> 
boy. That's a drop from now on. I win. Google me. Is there anybody more drunk with power, though, than college football coaches? None. None. I win. Google me. Oh, I win. Google me. <laughs> what? Hey, you know, what an... What? What? It just seems... I win. Google me. Just seems really aggressive. Here, here are his I don't last... like that because this guy's taking my arrogance and trying to steal it. Yeah. I've copyrighted that, something like that. Here are his last uh, several head coaching stops. James Madison for four years. He was at Elon Musk University for two. Oh, is it Elon College? Elon, yep. Uh, they, they're, they're one of the few schools that let me in. Did they? Yeah. And then and then Tennessee still lets you get in. Yeah. That's impressive. Tennessee was the only like power five that let me in. Then with them in West Virginia. And then five years at IUP, Indiana University of Pennsylvania. So oh, I win. Yeah, I would have. And did he win? That's exactly the point. He's right. Google him because I don't know anything about how those schools have played in recent years because nobody follows Elon or IUP. I have to Google. So that makes sense. He can say it to them and they go, that doesn't sound like a real school. He goes, well, Google me. Like maybe that's yeah. legitimately what he's saying. Like James Madison had a great year. Yeah. There's no way. There's they gave no us w- Ben DiNucci, bro. Was, I wonder if he was Danucci's coach. He was. Um, yeah, like like the only thing like they they lost to App State. That was like their only loss, right? And it was in overtime. Uh, they, they were a good team this year. What a what a jackass. Yeah, this is uh, this is not like I wouldn't think that if you're about to go in there to Big Ten schools and recruit against that whole group, I don't know that that's the tone you want to strike. Is Google me? Like I mean, if he if he when coaches are super aware of optics. For him to be like that, that makes me wonder, okay, well, how are you when there's not cameras on you? Just how insufferable are you then? Yes. Which if you're like that with the camera, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can't imagine that guy walks into a, a recruit's room, uh, you know, living room and, and is and is endearing it all to the parents. Uh, Colorado head coach Deion Sanders is heading to Twitter to beg Santa for some recruits. Christmas is over, though, so I think Santa's on his way back to the North Pole by now. Uh, but look, they started the year three and zero, and they lost eight of their last nine games. They mm. didn't have a win after like October seventh this year. It happens. It happens. Uh, but he is looking for re- reinforcements in the transfer portal instead of you know recruiting some high school kids and actually trying to coach them up. So yesterday, around lunchtime, Dion settling down in his office, ready to have his sandwich, turkey, ham, whatever it may be. And he tweets this, dang, I see the portal doing the bank head bounce. What's a bank head bounce? I don't know. I'm not hip. Just when I thought Santa was on his way back to the North Pole, he dipped off. Santa, please drop a DT, a CB, an LB, and one more pass rusher to Boulder. I believe, Santa, I believe, hashtag Coach Prime, at CU Buffs football. Well, look, he's doing something right, Chop. Because Asking Santa? Well, he's just he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's building because the University of Colorado is actually now studying their own head coach. The College of Media, Communication, and Information has announced that they are providing an elective course, primetime, public performance, and leadership. This will be uh, offered on Tuesdays and Thursdays from 5 to 6.15 p.m. for anybody who would like to attend. Uh, and it's a course on the leadership and just in general public performance expertise of Deion Sanders. So a little bit of a navel gaze there. Yeah. Listen, they uh, they are definitely trying something different. They only signed five. They only signed five players 
They, so, day? so he is he is a hundred percent committed to the portal. Like that's he is the reverse Dabo. They rank ninety eighth in the uh, rankings, and there's like one hundred eighteen schools. Yeah, and they rank ninety eighth. But he that is a hundred percent what he's trying to win is the portal. He's trying to find established players, and he's he's wants to be the team that wins via free agency instead of the draft. That's essentially how he's approaching. Well, that's because he knows this is his last year in his coaching. You think? He's as soon as Shador's gone, he's going to stop. He, he told Boulder TV a couple weeks ago. He said, "I'm retiring here." Yeah, in a year. And that, does that mean he's going where? Nowhere. NFL? Or do think you think he's done. he's done? I think he's just done. Really? I think should because you know he wants to coach Shador, and then when that's over. I think I think he's done. Um, otherwise, because he's not. This is not a sustainable way. Like, first of all, I, I so philosophically, man, he's, he's literally signed five players from high school. And as somebody who, like, if you're a parent of soon to be high school kids, this is a terrible thing that's happening. Where all the players, all the coaches, are just going through the portal instead of recruiting high school kids. Yeah, they're not doing it the same way anymore. And it's like if you're like that. That the parent of that high school kid, you just you just hate the way so, the process is now. It's so weird. I brought this up to Sean last week. Like you would think that because real quick, the value is still in the high school player. I, exactly, and like you would think that Dion would do really well in the living room with parents, like like no. selling them yeah. on the idea of like, hey, I'm here to to take your boy and you know help him grow into being a man. And who's gonna be more enamored by Dion Sanders than? mid 40s parents who grew up with it right because the the pl- the high school player generally is cheaper than the transfer yeah the transfer matt rule said it takes cost two million to get a quarterback in the portal like it's not going to take two million to get a quarterback in the in 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 um in recruiting now maybe the number one guy right maybe the number one quarterback you got to pay a pretty penny to but the 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 value and there is a cap there's no cap but there is a cap the cap is how much the boosters are willing to give you. No cap. Uh, but there is no cap. You, you can spend as much as you want. But that's where the value lies. It's, it's just a, I, I just I don't like the the way it's going. But it is what it is. You got to adjust to it. But I, I think he's going to struggle if he's not going to go after any high school players. That's where your depth is. You're not going to get depth out of the portal. I mean, it's a it is a it's a a fresh approach. We don't know how it works. Like this is a this is such a new phenomenon. We've never seen a team really just commit all into this so maybe it works maybe the pitch works maybe the draw of evaluating guys that he knows can play at the college level and be able to sell them on the program maybe that works out yeah but i agree with you it is surprising that uh that he isn't more capable of of recruiting from high school maybe he just doesn't want to um real quick florida state man they are in trouble in this game against georgia in the orange bowl (laughs) Whether due to transfer or NFL draft prep, they are going to be without up to 23 of their 44 first and second string contributors. Yep. That includes 15 starters as of right now. Um, Tate Rotemaker, who took over as Jordan Travis's uh, backup uh, when he was injured and lost for the season, has told them that he plans to enter the portal and will not play in their game, which means that third stringer that played in the Louisville game and scored a whopping 16 points or whatever is going to wind up playing in this game. Man, I hope you got Georgia minus 14. I hope you did. It opened at 13. It's only moved to 14 and a half. I mean, maybe because they just don't know what – there's a limit. Like, they don't know what Georgia's going to do. Georgia may not care about this game. Yeah, I mean, the the, – 
Honestly, the play at this point, you're going to get embarrassed, it looks like. The play at this point probably should be like, hey, let's salvage things and just go with the protest route. Yeah, now the, now the, 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 you know, Georgia's got their fair share of opt-outs as well. Yep. Um, but, man, it's uh, this, this, this could get ugly. Big talent disparity, though. Yeah, at that point, when, when you lo- of your 44 first and second stringers, you're missing 25 of them, dude. I mean, you're gonna be you. You want to talk about starting freshmen? Yeah, that's what's gonna wind up happening. That's that's uh, that's tough to deal with. All right, Nick Eatman, uh, Cowboys Insider, the latest on some of the Cowboys injuries coming up next year at 105 through the fan. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Sean and RJ here on 105 through the fan. I'm RJ Choppy. He is Bobby Belt doing the deuces. Did you mess with Peyton there? I just said one quick thing. I just said like, hey, we got, we got Nick on the phone. That's what I said. Oh, uh, see, I, I I like it when you do that. I'm checking. Like you do that. I do. I do. All right. Now for now, time now for uh, Nick Eatman brought to you by the Windstar World Casino and Resort, the official casino of the Dallas Cowboys. Please go responsibly. Morning, Nick. Good morning. How are you guys doing? I'm great, and I'm especially great, Nick, because you are the only one who acknowledged my reference that <laughs> Ryan Day's beard looked like uh, Uncle Jesse's head, and they they blew That'd right by one. me. Thank you. They blew right by me. You texted and acknowledged it, and I appreciate it. It it gave me the the encouragement to proceed forward with the day. Can I can I be honest though? Like at at first, when you first said it, this is how old I am. I thought, wait a second. Uncle Jesse had a gray beard and overalls. I was thinking Dukes of Hazard, but oh. then I got it quick. And then, oh yeah, uh, I don't remember that. What is that show called? Full House. I, Full House. That's right. Yeah. And then I remembered what you're talking about. John Stamos. Got it. <laughs> and by the way, definitely the Ohio State coach. Definitely. I mean, he he works on that beard. There's yeah, no doubt. hundred percent. Right. He has to. There's no way he's not dying that beard left and right. You're the head coach of Ohio State, and you can't beat that team up north, that's causing a problem. There's no way you don't have a gray hair. No <laughs> way. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Are you a moral victories guy? Yes. Okay. Yes. So- and, Nate, and Nate Newton, if you're listening, bring it. 
Me and Nate <laughs> have had it like a four-year battle, like on this. I mean, we go at it on this all over and over. But yeah, I am. I am. So, like, because McCarthy kind of was like alluding to that, right? That this is a moral victory. Do you think the players buy nope. it? No, no. Hold up. Dolphins game moral victory. I mean, I hope not. I hope that wasn't the one. I saw a little bit in Philly, the way they played that game, a little bit there. And, of course, they did win five in a row after that, or four in a yeah. row. Five. So, but no, I, I don't at, – at this point, I think I think they're past that because you got to go beat the Dolphins. I mean, you're on the one-yard line, and you you yeah. give it to your running back, and he can't score. And that that's a problem. And I, I And they, you know, they had a chance to win that game and get off the field, and they – I think they would have stolen the game. I didn't think they were a better team than the Dolphins, right. but I don't think it was, it was uh, something to – I don't think it's something you could just build on. I mean, you're running out of time to prove you can win in, on the road. But. Yeah, because it's like, you know, did you view that game as like um, – did you leave that game with more not more questions, but, you know, did you uh, – you know what I mean? No, yeah, but not – I know what you mean, but – but not really. I, I mean, I, I think games like this, I think they're pretty evenly matched. I thought the Dolphins were a little bit better, but but not, not you know, head and shoulders. And, and I think that, you know, these games come down to four or five plays, and they didn't make, you know, most of them. And um, it just it's just the way the way it goes. I mean, it's just the same with, with Buffalo with those penalties. That led to a blowout. This one was just you had a hard time scoring, and, and they left opportunities on, on the table. Penalties again. Penalties again at the worst time just, just really hurt him. And, and the left tackle is just not – I don't think he should be playing left tackle. And so it's it's an absolute enormous drop-off when they go from Tyron Smith to Edoga in this case. We're talking with Nick Eatman from DallasCowboys.com. On that front, and we've posed this question to a couple different people recently, do you think that the discussion after blowing a lot of assignments, just basic stuff, mm-hmm. like like you're missing, you need to block Bradley Chubb. Uh, right. After those sorts of issues, do you think the Cowboys internally look at it and say, if this happens again, we need to have serious conversations about Tyler Smith playing left tackle and TJ Bass playing left guard? Yeah, I, I think I think it has to be, at least to be uh, discussed. It has to be on the table because – you know, and I know that they are. I've heard several times. I'm sure you have as well. They're not interested in doing that to Tyler Smith this year. I I get that, mm-hmm. but he can do it. I mean, he proved he can do it. And while it's nice to have, like, I want to keep him at the same spot. These other guys are having to move. You're having to move somebody. And I feel like, you know, if you, if it's five best options or whatever you want to say, or the guys that can be give you the most continuity. I, I think you got to look into it with Bass. Bass seems like he comes in and he he plays well, he, you know, well enough. Um, there's not a big drop off, and there is a big drop off at left tackle. I uh-huh. think you could hold hold it down better in in that case. What are the chances long term that Tyler's actually a guard? That's see me me personally. I I think I would I would lean that way. I think he probably should be but they need to figure that out the the offensive linemen uh the 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 the, the coaches uh, o-line consultants whatever you got to do need to figure out where he is going to be great and that's where 
you know, if he is really, really a great – same with Zach Martin. Zach Martin could have been playing tackle for the last eight years. I don't know if he would have been great. I think he would have been. But he's a Hall of Famer at guard. And that's where I think they got to figure out. Just tell me where the guy is his absolute best position. And that's where I think he should play. Because I think there's value in both. I really do. Nick, obviously we look at, you know, when, when we're analyzing a team, we take a look at like, okay, what's the strength of your passing game? What, what is the, uh, you know, the corner depth like, things like that. But when it comes to X factors, sort of the the traits beneath the surface, uh, you know, in recent years we've talked about, well, physicality was an issue. So the Cowboys really went out and it looked like they tried to become a more physical football team and do some different things. Is the critical factor this year the the thing that's plaguing them, especially in some of these close games, is just they are not a very good attention to detail team. Yeah, I mean that's 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 very very easy to say and uh not easy to fix but cuz it does seem like every week there's little penalties here and there. I mean I mean what what happens if they have first and 10 on the 11-yard line or whatever uh you know late in the third quarter but they don't because CD and and you know and uh Jake Ferguson are moving at the same time, mm-hmm. you know. Um, just little, and, and that's an attention to detail, and it and it's plays like that a lot that that that, that plague the team. It's not always personal foul here and just over aggressive. It's it's just not 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 doing the the, the small things, and it is it is really hurting the team. It's biting them right in the butt. By the way, I hated that rule. I hated that call. I get it. I don't I like that it. call either. It's I didn't like, like you know, it you're, either. yeah, you're telling him to correct himself. He does, yeah, and, and because then, Ferguson's toe moved. Before CD was set or whatever, it's just I, I just don't like it. I don't, I don't like it either because it's just like, you know, does it affect the game? Like, you know, but but I understand you if you if you're sloppy with the rule there, then then it'll you know then it'll go into something else. I think I think what bothers me the most about that rule is that CD is is is, is he's set and then you know and then the other guy is, is in motion. Is it just? I guess you can't start doing that at the same time. But yet, teams like the Dolphins do it, the Eagles do it, where if you notice where these running backs are going in motion like a half a second before the snap. It's it's really a. I mean, it really just seems like a false start to me, you know. But that's okay. I mean, it's we're getting very arena football like to be able to just go in motion <laughs> right when the play. But like that's that's what's happening. So. If that's that's the rule and they're allowing it, cool. But then it's weird that your game gets changed because, you know, one guy is moving and the other guy was moving uh, two seconds before that. Shout out to uh, legendary Dallas Desperados quarterback Andy Kelly, one of the, one of the best spirals I Go ever balls. saw. Uh, Go balls, baby. Nick. Uh, now, the CD Lane thing. Nash. Yes. Nash. That's right. Yeah. Now, when we look at the the – you know, CeeDee Lamb question, we just mentioned him there in terms about the technicality and the execution, things like that. We just talked to Mishota a little bit ago, and my question is, are we going to have another stretch? Because Jerry seemed befuddled by it yesterday as well. Are we going to have another stretch at some point this year where it's like you went two quarters without even looking your best player's way? I, I hope not. I hope not because what, what did they score? Zero? Is that is that a Do you think that's a quarterback thing, or do you think that's a yes. just play design progression thing? I think a lot of it is is Dak, um, and and this is the thing. You know, there's always a, a two sides to everything. Everybody loves Dak. He's considered a leader in all this because he really does. He has faith in every single player on his team. If you're running a route, he thinks you can make the play. 
So he doesn't ever really force it that way. And you kind of hear him talking. He's talked a little bit this year about some of the other quarterbacks. He thinks certain receivers maybe get in their ear. and not. So that's obviously a thing. I think it was a thing with Dez trying to get in his ear and when he was a, a young player, rookie, trying to get the ball a lot. And he kind of can mess with you. So I think he, he knows the important thing to do is to, to get, throw it to the guy that's open that can make the play. But how frustrating is it for you, me, whoever, fans, to be to see Peyton Hendershot not make the play on third and four mm-hmm. and then get his towel ripped off? And you're like, well, throw it to a guy that's made a play this year, you know? So that's, that's what happens. I think he does throw it to Gallup. He throws it deep to Tolbert. He throws it to Schoonmaker. And, you know, and while sometimes they make a play, I think you would, you'd rather to say, hey, can we try to get the ball – to, to CD because the Dolphins sure as heck are trying to get it to Tyreek Hill and he still gets nine catches yeah. and everybody knows he needs to be covered so I think you can still do it and I, I, I think it's something that needs to be fixed because that's the advantage of having a star receiver who can play in the slot is that it's really hard to take him out of a game. Nick Eatman join us here 105 through the fan. Do they ag- uh, regret the Amari trade you think at this point? Mm-hmm. Who's they? <laughs> uh, the Dallas football Cowboys. Oh, them, them, that group, uh, that group. No, no, I don't think so. But I mean, this is a tricky one because I think fans will easily look at this and go, could have had both of them. But I, the Cowboys, their decision was, we feel like that CD lamb can blossom into the number one receiver. If, if we get, you know, trade Amari and save this money and use it on other players. And that's the way they viewed it. And they weren't wrong with that, you know, because CD is now a better player. He's an all-pro. He may be maybe the best in the game. But, you know, you got a fifth-round pick out of it, and then you're watching this guy set records and doing it with quarterbacks that aren't, you know, that aren't even – that weren't even in the league earlier this year. So it's, it's, it's impressive, but I – I think there was more to it, and I don't really want to get into it because I don't know all of it. I think there's more to it. I think I don't. I just think Amari had kind of you know worn out his welcome. Cowboys crosstalk tonight, uh, Nick. I'll be on there. Uh, we, we got uh, Greg Ellis joining us. Oh. Greg Ellis, I believe, is right. Good nope. deal. Tune in uh, tonight at seven yeah. o'clock on one hundred five through the fan. All right, Google me. <laughs> this was this was great. Google Nick. me. <laughs> we had two Tennessee volunteer references in the segment, so I was, I was a big big fan of this one. Hey, so. but real quick though, if we're going to talk about desperados, I mean, I think maybe we should talk about their former head coach legend, Will be McClay. Great. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, and Joe Avizano too. Yeah, right, Joe. Uh, that's what I thought you were going with was Coach. I'm Joe. sorry. I'm sorry. I, I I'm thinking I'm about to walk into the building where Will McClay is in here, and he's and and he was probably. You know, one of the guys making that decision for the Amari Cooper and all that kind of stuff. So I was thinking that when we were talking Desperado, got to mention him as well. Very good, very good. Uh, Nick Eatman, join us here at one hundred five uh, Fan. Thanks, Nick. See you guys. Andy Kelly selling insurance in Tennessee right now. Is he? Yep. He was. Uh, he was one of the most prolific quarterbacks in the history of the AFL. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. We cross talk with the KNC masterpiece next. Mike Passick already getting ready. For Cowboys Lions. It is crosstalk with the KNC masterpiece on our hump day edition. Hump day of Sean hey. and RJ on 105 through the fan. Yes, I was sir. just wondering this. I know today's only Wednesday. It is Wednesday. But Sean's out on Friday, right? Yes, sir. 
do you guys want me to lead crosstalk since Sean took me off of crosstalk and told me on Fridays I'm not too organized and it's way too random? I like unorganized and random. So <laughs> give me all the bass at crosstalk there is. Okay. I'm Friday, in. I'll do it again I, on I Friday. No but then that, Wasn't that the whole point of the Friday crosstalk was that yes. it got or- unorganized yes. and random? Yeah, but I think, I mean, I, I had the whole show and it's unorganized and random. Uh, some people don't have the stomach for that kind of chaos. That's right. You yeah. don't have the stomach for unorganized and random. Embrace the That's chaos. That's fair enough. I because I, I I've hosted with you and you are very meticulous about like like you got to know where we're right. going. How about this? Which I'll is a good it. thing. I'll do it right now. Wasn't the Diamondbacks Chop. hashtag embrace the chaos? I don't know, but I, you should know. I know because of your guy, my guy, Banny. Yeah. Um, we are talking about this getting ready for today's show. At what point do you move on to the next game, especially doing sports talk radio? Monday was Christmas. Nobody did sports talk radio yeah, here. Yeah, today's a Tuesday. So, because I started thinking about it's Thursday the Detroit the game, and I wanted to start getting into Detroit topics. And you start going, Oh, well, as hosts, not as a team. Yeah. Okay. As the team has moved on. Okay. I totally get that. No, they, 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 they don't always. That's what I was yeah. curious about. Well, I love when you guys interviewed Jason Garrett and would refuse to answer any questions on Tuesday because he's already moved on. Or Monday, yeah, he needs to watch Monday, the film. Yeah. Tuesday, oh, you know, we've moved on, so don't ask me about the game before. So it's like, this is a great way to never answer questions right, on, right. on Tip- your uh, decisions. Typically, I feel like uh, Wednesday... We're we're on to Detroit or on to whoever. We're, now, this, think, is a, this is a little different because this is kind of a Tuesday. It is too, yeah, we're, yeah. Generally Wednesday is like an up in the air day, right? You still there may be a little, little still looking back, but also a little looking forward at the same time. Like and then Thursday you move into the look ahead. Yeah, because well, it's like so Sunday you get the game, you react to that. Monday you get McCarthy talking, you react to that. Tuesday some of the here's the fallout of what they saw when they looked at the tape, and then Wednesday you're rolling in and you're kind of just. Moving forward, I think typically. Why are you still on Miami? Or are you? No, no, no. I kind of Detroit. So here's my deal, and maybe this will be the question to you guys. What's your deal? Is this is why I like basketball and baseball more than football, and I know I'm rare in that. Is I like another game. I like that yeah. when the Rangers play a game, let's talk about it. And by the time we get to the second half of the show, if we want to talk about, hey, today's a new day. Like even in the playoffs, you're like, here's game one, but we do need to discuss game two because it is happening in four hours type of deal. So most casual, to me, casual fans love football because you don't have a game to worry about for six days. You can discuss and talk about what happened in the day before, and then you can start moving on to the next game later in the week. And that's great for casual people because they actually don't really want to discuss games. They just want to kind of have debates over what happened before and what could happen next. And that's where I struggle with football because I'm like, I just need another game, man. Let's play another game. Yeah, I, I I agree. I, I like. I mean, I, I'm I'm with you. I'm one of the rare. I like baseball better than anything else. But I think a lot of sports talk hosts don't talk baseball because they're like, I, I don't say they're scared to because they don't know how to break down the game. I just don't. I don't know what the reasoning is. Like, I think college college sports is the same way. Mm. You don't want to. You don't know the players. So yeah, there's there's so much to too much to have digest. a grasp on. Yeah, right. Absolutely. So you either have a grasp on one team. It's very hard to have a grasp on 340 college basketball teams, right? right? So I think people are just like in a breaking down baseball. Nobody, nobody breaks down baseball anymore. Yeah, I think also some of that is like 
the the audience and the way the baseball is set yeah. up. Baseball is meant to be consumed by uh, through the lens of one team, right? Your, right. your team yes. locally, and then through you that, watch you see the yeah. teams that they play, which obviously directly goes to the teams in your division yeah. that you know a little bit better, and then the teams in your conference you know a little bit less than that, mm-hmm. and then the teams in the or rather league, and the teams in the other league, it's like all right, we, yeah. we kind of have an idea. Like that's the way that it's supposed to filter through. And so usually mm-hmm. you're supposed to be able to talk about it in those circles. Talk about yeah. this team, talk about a little bit further out in the division, and then after that, good luck yeah, to you. Yeah, exactly. Like football is like every team's a local team. Yes. In basketball, it's in the NBA, it's like uh, you talk about the stars. Right. You yeah. know, like the major players, not necessarily the individual teams. It's just different. Everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's a different way to approach it. I mean, I think the baseball thing is interesting because I know, like, I've always been a fan of baseball and followed it and thought I had a pretty good grasp on it. I've said this before, like Baseball I, Bobby. Yeah, I, I've said before that I didn't realize you wanted to trade Martin Perez in 2022 at the All Star break. And you know what? Would have gotten him at his highest possible value. <laughs> baby. Never wrong. Just early. could have traded for three guys that needed Tommy John surgery. Just keep stockpiling those hey. guys. Uh, no, it, it's funny that it was like it's honestly hearing Mike talk about baseball made me realize like how little I understand the like depth of everything. Right. And like Derek, same way when Derek talks about it. And, like, Derek loves that stuff. When we were at training camp, Derek just loved, like, talking about all the little, like, details and, and the stuff that you don't have time for, like, necessarily to just dive into. Or, or that, that feels really a little too that narrow. Interesting. feels a little too narrow. Yeah. I love it. It's interesting the to me. The casual fan does not want us here about the drop step of of steel right now and that it's just off a little bit and that's why he's getting beat by like i'm not saying that's true i'm just saying like if we get into that most of the audience is going to be like no let's talk about the mvp status let's talk about something like that of dak prescott what do we have coming up on the show uh, a lot of lot of sports a lot of sports oh, obviously going right. to talk some uh some football here um is lamar jackson the clear mvp right now we'll talk about that at 11 and also i think the more important part of this locally is is this the closest Dak will ever get to an MVP? Because he he had that stretch Ooh. for about two months where he looked like the clear odds-on favorite, and we were starting to get to that place where we were talking about the Eagles game uh-huh. as a MVP conversation between him and Jalen Hurts. And now we're in a place where, again, he's fallen out of this conversation, uh-huh. and he's I don't know. Five right now. I, I don't know. I, I think there's there have been way too many times where, over the course of eight years, we've said – is it always going to be this way with Dak? Or is it always going to be that way with Dak? And, or, or is it always going to be this reality? And consistently, not every time, but consistently we find that, no, that wasn't the case. Tried to put him in a box. Like, I remember that the talk of in 2017 was like, he's probably always going to be dink and dunk guy. Now he's become one of the most aggressive downfield passers in the yeah. NFL in recent years. Like, so I think it's hard to just say anything with certainty about Dak's future because he's always kind of evolving and changing. Every single year he's played, if you watch the tape from this year, 22, 21, you just go back over the recent years, it looks like a different player almost each season. And so I, I just, I don't think you can ever rule anything out with it. Let me ask you this. What's the percentage, Bobby? Because I think you're the biggest Dak fan, but I think Dak's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that you really like Dak too a lot, Chop. And, and Reggie, I think you like Dak a lot too. I used to be the too. biggest yeah. fan of it. Give me the percentage that Dak wins an NFL regular season MVP in his career. The percentage chance right now, because obviously he's not going to do it this year. He's fallen out of to he's in sixth place for the odds with two games to go. So he's not going to win it this year. So he probably has another six to eight years of the quarterback of the Cowboys, I'm assuming. Yeah. And I mean, Mm. quarterback is a position where guys typically start playing and it wasn't always the case. But in the last 25 years, quarterbacks play their best ball into their 30s. And so 
man, I, I think that probably it's 10%, okay. something like that. And, and that's just because, I mean, you, you have no clue who's coming up behind, yeah. who's going to be really great. Like, I think people would have put it at high odds that Trevor Lawrence was going to win an MVP one day. And now I, I don't think anybody would have those odds as good as they are on Dak. And so it's tough to project, but I think just like a solid 10% because he has the quarterback, of the Cowboys, there is going to be, as has happened in the past in some instances, there becomes like greatness fatigue with other players where it's like, okay, we're kind of burned out on Patrick Mahomes being the best all the time. And like, we're not going to give it to him this year. That tends to build up a little bit. And right now there, there's not a, all the quarterback powers in the AFC. They're going to beat up on each other in a lot of ways. Dak is in a much thinner conference where it can be really easy for him to shine as like dominating that conference. And so uh, 10%. Yeah, that was the number that came to mind, but I, I'm actually going to slide down to 5%. You mentioned that he's the quarterback of the Cowboys. I think that slices the other way. I it think can. that more than likely or more often than not, he is going to be the guy that is going to be nitpicked in a way. Standard is higher, of, rewards are greater. Fair enough. That's a fair way to describe it. I'm looking right now. I just did a quick off the top of my head of the quarterbacks that can win a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. I think there's 11 guys that can win an so MVP. Roughly Currently a 10% chance. So yeah, about ten percent. That's fair. Yeah, yeah I do too. Now some guys are higher. This on year the kind number, of changed but... my mind. I thought zero. I mean, I'll be honest. I thought zero percent. But then when you got past that Philadelphia game, and there's a pretty much a month left of football, and he's the small odds-on favorite, right? He was just ahead of Brock Purdy at that point to win the MVP. I thought, wow, I never thought Dak would win an MVP and here we are with four games left and he's the favorite to win and I don't think he's ever been the favorite with four games too he's been in the conversation but not the favorite so I I'm with you guys that maybe in the next few years he's able to accomplish this but you know this year Burrow got hurt yeah uh you know Caleb Williams is going to enter the league with a as much expectation as Trevor yeah. Lawrence entered the league now I don't know if it'll be like Trevor Lawrence and Trevor Lawrence is a disappointment I, I understand that he's not a bust. He's a good quarterback. He's just a not living up to the Peyton Manning standard, I guess. In twenty one, I miscounted. I got twelve. In in twenty one, when Dak Who'd beat Atlanta, Tua, uh. and they went, they beat down Atlanta forty to three. There was a lot of hype that week of Dak is in the driver's seat right now for MVP. And then it immediately it was Kansas City, the Raiders, and everything just started falling apart. That's when we started going, okay, the calf is clearly bugging him. And so he had about a week previously in his career where that was the discussion. But, I mean, this was the longest it sustained was right here. And they just didn't step up in those big moments. They didn't step up against Buffalo and Miami where it was right there to to make the impact. And so. Yeah. Do you think about 10% for you? I, I, think, I think so. But I've gone from 0% to mm-hmm. start 2023 season. I would say there's a 0% chance that Dak ever wins an MVP in his career. Now I am up to 10% because what he has done this year, he's probably going to finish fifth or sixth in MVP voting this year. But what he did is if he could sum, if he would have carried that momentum, it was going to be a long streak, but if he carried it, he was going to win the MVP. Yeah, he would have. I mean, and generally the 15 of the last 16 quarterbacks have been the one or the two seed that have won it. So that's, I mean, you got to win. It's, it's, I think I think baseball is the only sport where you could be on a last place team and win the MVP. I don't think yeah. you can do it in the other ones. It's I, I mean he is at a point right now. He leads the NFL in touchdown passes. If he does that, if he leads the NFL in touchdown passes, he's the first one to do it for the Cowboys since Staubach did it once. And if he leads by himself, is not tied, he's the first Cowboys quarterback to lead by himself because Staubach was tied 
and 73, I think it was. So, but what, he's still like 24 TD passes behind the record with who? Like, Dan yeah, this is this, this, this has definitely been a a down year for touchdowns. Yeah, passes. offense has been, you know, tempered a little bit. All right, K and C masterpiece, Basic and Reggie coming up next year on 105 through the fan. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.